2: Hello, welcome to another episode of Wolves Fancast. David Evans here. Many people on the podcast this week. Adam's here. Hello. Gully's here. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) It is morning, by the way. It is, yeah, (laughs) it is. Uh, Rich is here. Hello, everyone. Uh, Roy's here. Hello. Now, we said we weren't going to do another podcast uh, this year unless something and well he we said unless everybody was really good um, and because of the result yesterday we thought why the fuck not why not just do <laughs> another Dave. podcast it's that kind of result Adam it's that kind of result <laughs> uh, so because of the result against Spurs yesterday we thought we'd do a special podcast because it was such a momentous occasion um, and we decanted this week uh, well for this episode of Wolves Fancast we're at um, the home ground of AFC Wolf who so have hosted us very kindly uh, what we want to plug out for them as well is FA Cup Weekend Rye uh, where Wolves obviously pound on the against Liverpool. Um, I don't know if anyone's seen the BBC advert for that game. No? Yeah. No, it was on yet. before match the day, I think, last night. And they really hyped up what was basically an All-Premier League tie. Yeah. And I was just watching it going, come on. <laughs> Can't wait to see Divock Origi. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on the Saturday, right, on the 5th of Jan, there's a game here.
0: There is, Dave, yeah. And as, as Dave said, you know, on behalf of all of us, thanks for AFC Wolf Frunians, Frunians, uh allowing us to uh, use their facilities today. And... We're, and um, Yeah, just to mention, there's a game on Saturday, as Dave said, 5th of Jan. uh, They've actually got Walsall Wood at home, and a few people might have seen recently in the the local news, ex-Wolves player Sylvan Ebanks-Blake, currently with Walsall Wood. So there may be an opportunity to see Sylvan uh, play on Saturday. But... Yeah, game on Saturday, 3 o'clock kickoff. so if you want your football fixed on a Saturday afternoon, pop down here to AFC Wolf uh, If you're a Wall Season ticket holder as well, uh, you can get in on a concession rate as well, so check the website, follow them, AFC Wolf uh, if you fancy getting a game in uh, this Saturday, the 5th of Jan.
2: Is there a stream?
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> there is nearby, uh, local residents might know, uh, Smesto Valley, <laughs> that's as good a stream as you'll get, but you don't need to stream, there's where we're sitting, there's a licensed bar, uh, and uh, yeah, it's a great little, uh, I don't want to say little because it would be patronising, a great family club, uh, so I'm sure they would be happy to see you, should you be free uh, this Saturday?
2: Good, 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 uh, so yeah, Saturday the 5th of Jan. Uh, next weekend now, geez, it's you know. 2019 nearly ready. So go down if you're not, obviously, got no football fix until Monday at the weekend. Right, gentlemen, let's talk about what a way to finish off 2018 as Wolves went down to Wembley Way and got all three points against Spurs in a 3-1 victory. Harry Kane opened the scoring for Spurs in the first half, but in the second half, Bolly, Jimenez and uh, Costa got the three goals to give Wolves all three Bloody points!
3: So Adam said,
2: visible butterflies then when you said Costas' name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll have to talk about Custer as well. I think I think I'm, all of us at Fancast were thinking about Adam at that moment <laughs> when that goal went in and what you must have been doing at that point. Um, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll go. We'll break down the game in parts. Firstly, but gentlemen, I kind of want to hear your individual thoughts on what did you all, how did you all feel about the game? What did you feel afterwards? Because. I think we'll talk about some games as well this season but this has got to be up there uh, perhaps not maybe the best game of this year for us but in would it be up there in our lifetimes as one of the best mm-hmm. games results it's a big statement but just throwing it out there what do and we all do think? You
1: one of the best at least second half performances um, for me it kind of summed up a lot what I know I've been kind of saying a lot about Wolves and De Nuno is that a, they have this unrelenting belief that the game will always be there mm. for the taking. If there's no goals or one goal in it, they have 100% conviction that they can go out and win against anyone. The other thing is that they have, I'm probably impressed, with at least Wolves' fitness levels. You know, mm. like it's a bit frustrating that we barely score any goals in the first half. But the fact that you know we've consistently shown this season and last that we can happy like. Just turn up an extra gear after the sixty seventieth minute and go on to, you know, win by a couple of goals against what the third best team in this league. Like, really shows the level of dedication that this this team have. And I think for me, I mean, going into the game, you
0: know, we've probably all seen the stats this weekend about uh, Barca and, and City being the only ones to, to take points off them at Wembley. And it's in the form they're in. I mean, they put six past Everton, didn't they, the other day? Um, But to be honest, um, when you look at the performances we've had against, you know, the top four or extend it to the top six, um, it wasn't really um, an impossible task. Um, I think we were nine to one, long odds to get anything out of the game. But I think, as Richard was referring to there, that second half, I mean, for me, you know, if we look at recent Premier League history wars, when... I think it was seven years ago we went to Arsenal and we were trying to get a point and we were playing to corners under Mick McCarthy. What really impressed me was that when we got that equaliser, it was like, no, we're going to go and win this game. It wasn't, let's take this point because that would have been a good point in its own right. It was the fact that the confidence that came, and and we can talk about the substitutions and how that affected the game, which played a massive part, but it was definitely one of the best uh, the best performance for me this this season and and one of the the best in living memory just for the the sheer confidence and the fact that we deserved it I mean we came out that second half and we were the only team who wanted to win that game
4: I think it's it's, um, it's, played against how we played against Fulham only a matter of days earlier as well and you just think because everyone was quick to jump on certain points about you know how sluggish we looked and and how things didn't go right for us, how we couldn't find our fellow man when we were passing the ball, and just just there was not even a hint of that really from from us yesterday. And to touch on that that second half as well, I don't I I, I probably classified that that second half as near faultless from us. Mm. I've never seen like a perfect second half from 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 us, and that that but that typified it. And people would say, "Yeah, Spurs, Spurs didn't turn up." Well, that's, look at us! Look, look at Wolves. we, we, we made them. We made that. them look, yeah. look bad second half. And I think Patricio could have pretty much got his crossword book out or his <laughs> Sudoku book out for the second half. He d- cause I didn't. I didn't see him do anything. He didn't. Second he didn't half, that. and he thing. didn't make one yeah. save, one catch, but hard next to nothing. And just just because we were on the front foot all that second half, and Spurs just had no answer to, to anything. Were any any questions yeah. were posing of them. It was just all us, and which is something just to st- sit back and marvel at it, given here we are at, at Wembley, playing, as you say, one of the top teams in the league. And we're literally just, just walking all over them. Mm. It's just It was just amazing, absolutely amazing.
2: Gully, what did you think after the game?
3: I think going back to the point about you know, where this kind of ranks um, <coughs> in history, it probably doesn't feel like it right now because we've got this kind of lack of fear when we play yeah, these yeah. teams. I, I'd never go into these games thinking, you know, you know, we could be on the end of a hiding here, regardless of what happens. You know, we might lose a game, but it's never going to be a 3 4 nil like people yeah. anticipated. No, Spurs have been scoring goals, but when you think about the amount of goals they've been scoring and they didn't have a single shot inside the penalty area over the course of yeah. 90 minutes, that's frightening in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows how you know, well set up we are. Um, and I just think, you know, it's, it's a strange game in a way because I can't remember us missing many chances either most of our good chances we just ended up putting away which yeah, has been yeah, yeah. Uh, you know our cardinal sin this season in a way in, in the sense that we've been so good up until the penalty box and then you yeah, know, things just start to fall apart mm. but it clicked you know it was as Nuno no a performance as you, you're likely to see and
2: you just kind of hope that translates into performances against some of the lower teams Uh first off then it, it, there was a sense of a tail of two holes because in the first half I kind of felt that Spurs had us really pinned back and when we did go forward we weren't really mm. creating anything clear cut and then obviously midway through Harry Kane scores his goal and I when I saw that I just thought that's a that's a quality finish mm. that's absolutely brilliant maybe you could argue Patricia could have done yeah, more I with think... it but I just think it was a, it was a great goal
1: yeah I mean <coughs> when I saw it I mean potentially the defence could have closed Kane down a bit more but you know, the fact that throughout the 90 minutes, Kane had no touches in the box. I, don't get me wrong, he's a, one of the world's best strikers. He can shoot pretty well from 20 yards as mm. opposed to 17 yards. But as a defender, you're kind of doing your job if you've got, you know, the striker outside of the box on his weak and showing him inside on his weaker foot. Like, there's not an awful lot more you'd mm. want to do without kind of exposing yourself... Defensively, and I think Patricio, I think he, he struck it really well, and I think he's a bit blindsided by was it Cody or Bolly? I think just sort of masked it a little bit. It if you
3: if you could limit Harry Kane to that yeah. attempt yeah, to from got, goal in yeah. you know, an entire ninety of, minutes, you would choose that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think ultimately, like when the goal <laughs> is
4: scored in football, you can try and trace back and you can pick up any errors hmm. from anywhere. Essentially, I think with uh, with a goal such as this, you've just got to stand back and you go, do you know what
3: even the fact that he could have maybe had a free kick there's really yeah, no relevance yeah. to the goal. Yeah, I really. saw people yeah, saying yeah. I think
4: Cav have, have been failed. Well, I look, and I saw that back on match today, and I thought, oh, do you know what? That's, that's the ball's gone me. anyway. It's nothing yeah. to me. And then you just like you say, you show, you're showing him on these on these alleged well weak, yeah, weak well, in yeah. inverted commas weaker foot. Less a strong foot. Yeah, from, from still twenty twenty five yards there, you're not doing a lot wrong defensively really, and it's just you just you just got to applaud it. It's just one of them goals. I don't think Patrice did anything wrong. For me, I think it's just it's just a sweetly struck yeah. shot, and it's just flew in, and to quote a certain score towards commentator? you just don't save those, do you? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. And laughs> you, you, you don't it's just one of those
0: shots. And I, f- I think, on, you know, talking about Patricia there, I think the interesting, and one of the, um, uh, how can I put it, bookmark moments in that game is, I think after the 1-0, was it that Patricia made that save? It did, yeah. yeah. After, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so, and and I think, I've got to say this actually, we, while we're talking about the first half, is and I'll be interested to know that um, you guys thought, is Trey because I've got to mention him because I was surprised when the team was selected because I thought two starts for Traore, generally with how things have gone this season, would usually mean he'll then be pulled for this game. And particularly when he came off um, at half-time at at the Fulham game. But I thought he was excellent. And I think the key for me was Traore with his pace, we were losing that effectiveness when he was that far up the pitch. But coming on on the right-hand side he was getting ball in his own half where he was most effective and I thought he was fantastic I, I thought really thought he was excellent his ball
2: offense. control this time was far better than I've seen in recent mm. weeks and yet again you know people they were double double, tripling yeah. upon him at times but he's just he was able to move, manoeuvre around people easily which I haven't seen that from him. Mm. it's always the ball's always said, away from him I think what I said
4: before I mean that. Now that he's not playing up front, yeah, you'll see the ba- you'll see
3: what we bought him for. Essentially, wasn't mm. it? You need to strip his game back to its simplest form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't want to patronize a guy, but get him with his, <laughs> you know, facing the goal, yeah. get him yeah. with the ball at his feet, and don't put him right up against for a centre no. half or a full back, you know, because mm-hmm.
1: you, you're just giving them a chance. You're yeah. giving them a chance.
3: Give him five yards on someone and watch him just, you know, absolutely run people yeah. ragged. Yeah. There's still an argument that there was a lack of end products and in a way you could yeah. you could probably you know work on that but you're making teams shot absolutely shit themselves yeah. just by giving them yeah. that space to run I into mean, like, it,
1: even his end product <coughs> in a way like actually his crossing isn't as bad as I think a lot of people sometimes think it is isn't. to be honest if all he's told to do for 90 minutes or however long he's on the pitch for is hug the touchline get that ball drive to the byline and just dig out a cross. You know what? Four times out of five, it's probably going to, you know, hit the first man or go pass the back stick. But at one in five chances, it's going gonna, it's gonna to find someone like Jimenez. And, you know, I think for me on Saturday, touch tomorrow, Dave, is, um, you know, the, the defensive work and, like, mm. what he brings to walls and the way... he Takes the know, pressure. Yeah, yeah he'll he, yeah. he just released that bit of pressure... You know, obviously he's trying to turn and run, get the ball up the pitch, but he wins those fouls as well. And there was a couple where, you know, it was getting a bit scrappy and there'd been like a couple of headers go back and forth and the ball kind of just came to him and he tried to go inside and just picked up a foul about 30 yards out from our own goal. And, you know, it's not always great to be fouled, but the fact that it just kind of slowed everything down, it stopped yeah. that pressure, it stopped people like Ericsson getting back on the ball for a bit. You know, I think it's. A Hopefully, a part of the game that's really maturing for him. What I
3: will say, though, I think you don't see much of Doherty when Troyer is playing. Mm. Probably deliberate because if Doherty's running into that channel, he's going to kill yeah. Troyer's <laughs> space as well. But mm. you saw much more Doherty in the second half after after Troyer had gone off. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm. Um, uh, one of the things, sort of, I noticed upon kind of not even the game, but our recent run of form is that you know start of the season we had. You know ten games and change lineup line and now we've brought in a lot more squad rotation you know do you think that I know players have got a bit more cohesion, so when they're coming in, they kind of all know what their jobs are, and there's almost a bit more competition for places do you think that's then a benefit
2: um, because we've got this small squad because yeah. they can work more on it means like we play individually they know like, their roles, yeah,
1: we've almost like got different ways we can attack. So whether we're playing Triore on the right or we're playing Costa on the right, it almost doesn't matter because, you know, they both go about their job in two slightly different fashions. But the end product still the result whether, you know, it's Costa who plays 60 minutes and ties them out and then Triore bulldozes them or Triore, you know, does, you know, works on them for 60 minutes and then you've got Costa just to stretch the game. You know, I think that, you know, whether it's on the wingers you, you know, we had Den Donka and Nevers both come back in after you know, say, some haven't really put a foot wrong when they've played together, and you know, all of a sudden they get dropped to the bench. But you know, Don- Donka puts enough decent enough showing, you know, to give show us all what he's probably capable of. I think, um, if, I think if I
4: think if Traore plays like he can do, like yesterday, it'll help to like shake off the tag of the impact sub for him, yeah, yeah. if we know that he can play. I mean. You could argue that all four of our wingers are, can be impact subs. Yeah, well, that's sort of Hang on, we don't play with wingers. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Do, Do you not know, know us. It, <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't let, i yeah. erase that from me. <laughs> <laughs> in case, you <laughs> know, in case, you <laughs> <in case, laughs> know, this <laughs> Clearly, I, I, I don't know Wolves. He'll just walk in, you don't know us. <laughs> you don't know us. <laughs>
0: but you're right, I was sure for him because he has got that tag and because he's our most expensive signing today. you know, Wolves touch on that whether or not that gets trumped in january sorry i just
2: i like it then we, we can say to date today date.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah. because it's quite a modest well, amount for boys. and he just I, I was i was sure for him but i think as rich was touching on you know i think that the fact that it, i mean it was interesting match of the day they were saying oh well, this is walls they've never uh, changed from the way in which they play well we have really and we've adjusted and we've you know, Nuno talks about solutions, and we've done that. And the, the game management, we'll touch on the second half, and I'm sure many of us will want to speak about Martino's influence. Um, so it's 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 selections, but it's also the fact that mid-game and, and game management is fantastic. He's actually changing, you know, solutions within a game, which he's not a stubborn guy, I don't think. He gets a lot of, you know, he plays the wall's way, and yes, he plays in a system, and yes, it works, but he's not adverse to change. You know, Nevis came out the side, came back in the side and uh, it's yeah, just it's, I think for you me know.
1: one of my criticisms of Nuno and it, it's hard to find one but over the last 18 months it was that actually I didn't think his subs were particularly great I didn't think he'd change the game massively mm. and you know it's all well and good like bringing on someone when you're 2-0 up to make it and they'll make it 3-1 but you know there was a few times last season I thought, like, well that's we're struggling to do it so I think you know let's say when we played Villa away um, and we kind of, you know, he tried to tweak it, and we fell apart. Um, I suppose we've
0: got more options this year, though haven't we? Really, because yeah. you know, we've you know, we've got the emergence of Gibbs, White, and Jimenez, in, you know, and, and Costa, and so forth. Whereas last year, with all due respect, we just had yeah. Bonatini as an option yeah. to bring on, you know. And we'll talk about January, but it's just a wasted. Yeah, I think
1: you know, it, uh, it, it's it's really good. I think at the moment that there is that freshness in the squad that. You don't necessarily know who's going to be starting. You know, in fact we've got a game in three days time now and, you know, we could probably argue for the rest of the day whether we think Trial Royal should start because one scored, one scored and has um, put on a few assists recently and the other one's, you know, basically worn out um, you know, one of the best defenses in the league ragged. Yeah, it's- I think I
4: think from turn from, to from the first half of the game. I think apart from that, obviously the goal and then um, the, stat, the, the save from Patricio. I, I, I can't remember anything else where they really carved us open, where we were exposed. I think again, defence were on point again. The back three, uh, the communication there's outstanding mm. between the three there of them. There was games.
2: a bit, wasn't there a bit as well from a corner just after that save where Cody. Kind of less. headed it away off yeah. the line. Kind of not Kane off the line, but, yeah. Yeah. Crossing and no, exactly. but it away, yeah. But apart mm. from that, we've we stripped mm. them to long shots. Yeah, especially That's when you're
4: considering there are some pundits, including like some of the, the daft ones, like Merson, Merson. <laughs> who were saying this would be like an absolute stroll in the park. And... Uh, just wasn't. It just it's such it's la- it's lazy punditry. Just it's, it's like they just, haven't watched yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it what it, it, just, feels it was.
2: Like. It well, they just, they probably just probably looked probably at the they play, just yeah. looked at the last result, didn't they? With Bournemouth, they just thought it'll be it'll be it's the job again. he has to do every week for Sky. So yeah, he just yeah. Thought, you know it's, what? Just, it's just
1: such an odd punditry. comment though, because like Wolves' poor defence. It's like well hang on, like even even as someone who like just what have we got? The fifth best defence in the league or something like that. at we've conceded the most we've conceded in a game. Is three goals, of which was against Spurs, of you know, and we only lost by one goal. We're, it's. I just
4: thought it was embarrassing. From from, it's yeah. probably not on his own, but he, I a p- pick him out because it's he the highest profile one. But I thought, yeah, from the first from the end, from t- t- the first half finished I thought, just thought, okay, one's one's fine. We haven't disgraced ourselves here, and then
1: we're in the game. We're, we're, we're playing, still in the game. Yeah, we're I mean, still yeah. very much in the game. Yeah. So before we start to move on to the second half, we're talking about defence and again I in terms of underrated players in this team, Willie Bolly? Like, you know, it just it's almost just casually accepted now that he is a brilliant centre mm-hmm. half. You know, I think for me I think France should be watching him. Yeah? Honestly. Mm-hmm. There was, was, oh, on I wouldn't say know, but it's underrated, yeah, yeah, but yeah. just like no, it's like like, he's, just, uh, he's just accepted now that he yeah, will un- put in eight out of ten. He's, he's under yeah, game. he's underrated by the extent that he's putting in Seven and a half, eight out of ten performances every game. But he's doing and it against world class players. Yeah, yeah, and like, and like we, things, we are, yeah. we are not bothered. I think the biggest stat for me is that we're twenty games into the league season. Bolly's played twenty games, zero bookings. You know, mm. find me another centre half. What a beast? Yeah. 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 What like, a beast, you know, so. what, you know. Good wasn't defenders, power, good defenders yeah, yeah. clean sheets. Wasn't there a story?
2: Wasn't there a just, story of the other day that it was one of these rumour stories that he might be offered a chance to play for Ivory Coast? Oh, I instead think it's sort of like to be fair if if he isn't getting the
3: call from France why yeah. not
2: yeah, it's only like because
1: it.
3: France have got an absolute pool of
4: several yeah, R-
1: <laughs> oh, yeah <'cause laughs> you've <laughs> got no, t- t- decent <laughs> place to be fair yeah, so. yeah just you know everything he does is just to absolute nth degree at the moment and you know it's do you remember yeah. when we
4: first linked with him when he said apparently he didn't want to come?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was on, a tweet yeah. on Twitter. There was, so yeah, there, yeah, I, I don't fancy. Thank, you, thank you, lucky stars. Now he's also already, to come. Yeah. If uh, Instagram feeds, to we know he's also a really good dancer? Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's talk. Let's talk about
2: the second half and the 45 minutes of magic, gentlemen. And Walls really turned on the screw from maybe like, like, kind of 60 minute mark. And it came the first goal from Bolly, that man of course. What was interesting how the today last night they talked about how, and I didn't realise when I was watching it at first is how much space Bolly had for that oh, header. He just yeah. ran in, bang, you know there you go. And I kind of thought that I didn't think the header was that powerful. I thought Larice could have done mm. better with it. I yeah, Obviously, I'm, don't care, but I just <laughs> watching it, in, watching the replay, kind of think that was probably it, a I'll saveable say, header. If I was still. a
1: Spurs fan, I'd be fuming at that goal because you've let a six foot three centre half have a free run-up. I know they went zonal, but you still attack the ball, and you don't have anyone on the posts.
3: It was strange I, that no one competed with it. The whole post thing I, I think that's just a red herring these days. You know, how often does someone actually do it? But it wouldn't have made a difference, I don't think. No, yeah. I think
1: you'd have wanted some extra protection around that goal, and I'd, I'd, I'd have had someone on the line just because I don't think long. Just the, the basic it, lack of competing for the ball, though, that yeah, is. Just yeah, that's criminal. The, 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 yeah, I... It almost reminded us like our goal that we can see against Man City, where Laporte just had a free run and just crashed one in. And you. Like, they've got some. Spurs aren't exactly a small team. No, they're not. Like, you know. Yeah,
0: and I think as well, you see so much this season. They talked about clamping down on it, you know, the holding, the grappling. But it was the fact that the Wolves players, and there were a few of them within line were you know had some real significant space and nobody went to kind of obstruct him or to put him yeah. off and, and they did uh, funnily enough after the goal um, you know but yeah it was I, I saw that day when I saw it I thought should he have kept it down and and out Larice but I think it was quite close range and it was to scoop it out I think yeah it's textbook he's I mean, it headed it downwards yeah so. Yeah. Let's
3: be honest. I, I didn't see a scoring from a go, from a corner all season long. Nah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some of our corners yeah. have been dreadful so yeah. far this season. <laughs> so
1: yeah, one of my uh, biggest criticisms of Coutinho is that his, his set pieces haven't exactly been great. I know what you're going to say, Gully. If only we had an <laughs> expert set-piece delivery yeah. in the last six months at some point. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I'll so, so
2: well, Wolves equalised, of course, and then that's when it all came to fruition, and then Jimenez with his goal, which he hadn't scored in a way a goal all season no. uh, before this game. Yeah. I was surprised Now you think about it's it, interesting yeah. interesting little one, isn't it? Um, so, Jimenez scores, um, which you watch the replay, and there's a little nutmeg for the goal as well, mm, which yeah. was great. I can't... I get... I kind of get a sense that it was. It felt a lucky goal again in some ways. It just kind of went through the legs and just trickled in. Do a double take. Yeah, yeah. it was quite
4: strange. Oh. How, I, how I, where I was sitting, where the way my angle was to the pitch. Oh, w- it didn't look. It looked as though he was going to bubble wide yeah. for me, and until, still yeah. like, so rest resting the bottom of the net. to go. Oh, God, it's actually gone in. You know what? i will <laughs> seen. Oh, like, ah! because it did. It was. It kind of took the shots. Not almost, but it may might, might be caught keeper by surprise and maybe. Just the, the way it went, let's say through the defender's legs, but well, Larissa was definitely slow to get to it. But he got it in, p- practically the perfect position and the only position that he could mm. get it in. And it, it just—it's just one of those where you, the keeper's obviously trying his best to, to get to it, and he's just—he's too far away yeah. and could not get to it. Yeah. And um, so he could claim it was just a brilliant finish. Yeah, yeah, I'm,
1: I'm going to claim it's more skill than luck on this occasion. I think he had the opportunity to. It wasn't exactly the cleanest shot, but he knows he can't try and push it more inside and try and bend one round. because Alderfield Sometimes only go in because him. it's not a clean shot. Yeah, That's like the he, rate, he took the opportunity while it was the same as Kane in a way. You know, if Kane tried to take it a bit further in, he'd have probably been crowded out. You know, he took it early, which is what you sort of told to do as a striker, and he's put it in the corner. And, you know, even when you watch it back, you sort of go, is it taking a deflection? Like, is it just kind of bobbled off his legs? No, it's just like... Taking it as quickly as he possibly can. I think. it meant
4: a lot to him as well because he it w- comes straight over to where we were sitting. Like the, sh- the shirt was yeah, off, and he was, was holding the shirt. Like, everyone yeah. was walking away for celebrating. He was holding it to the, the Wolves fan. Was it so a green top? Or? It was not a Spanish green top. Okay, no. Just, just <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you see, like he meant. It just seemed to mean a lot to him whether it was like the occasion, the team, yeah. or something. It just seemed to mean like so after, much to yeah, him. He did say school. after
1: the game that you know the last time he. Won the Olympics at Wembley mm. um, back in 2012, so he said like it's a like, really proud moment mm. for him to play there. And, and I
2: guess for for any player, not just obviously people in our country, but worldwide, they must still see Wembley as a, a, a yeah, historic a place. Historic. And to say you've you've not only won but you've scored a goal at Wembley mm. for anyone outside the UK will still be a, a special moment. So I think,
0: I think it was huge for him, and like you say, I think that it was the fact that it was at Wembley. It's I think for Spurs, because they've been there so long now, really playing there really doesn't hold as much as a, you know in the steam as it does for uh, the likes of Jimenez. But I thought he was brilliant yesterday. And I was reminded of the summer. It was a bit of a lukewarm response when we brought him in on, on loan and they looked at his record. But the fact mm. in terms of what he puts in as a performance, how he leads the line, you know, I think everybody will want to get him snapped up permanently because... He's just a fantastic asset. I think yeah. he needs some help, um, and we'll touch on that if we come to that a little bit later on in January. But he's one of the first names on the team, isn't he? Because yeah. he brings yeah. so, so much, you know. And as Price refers to, he's passionate. He looks like he cares for the shirt. And, you know, he works hard. He tracks people down. He's skillful. You know, you look at the Fulham game previously with his technique and his his all-round game. And oh, I just <coughs> think he's um, he's been... <laughs> best player of the season hmm. for me so far yeah. in, in terms of his influence, he's been first yeah, class.
1: I think, I think it would It was in the added time and he lost the ball on his own box and chased back and went it off how he came, it, it back in our own half and, you know, it just that level of desire to always be wanting the ball. I, everything he yeah. does is, is for the team but he also has that... Uh, Selfish streak sounds a bit harsh, but he wants to score goals mm. alongside it. You know, it's almost like a nice bit of karma at the moment. But you know, he puts in all the work, and he actually gets you know the glory at the end of it. I But guess. That,
2: that's what happened in the first half, wasn't it? When, when that led to the free kick that Patricio saved. He gave yeah. the ball away. He ran yeah. back, back <laughs> from his from the from the opposition half, as it were. Yeah, and and obviously caused the foul on Kane. But yeah. it was great. And then obviously Wolves wrapped up a perfect day with Adam's boy. Not Jeff's boy, Adams' boy, (laughs) Helder Costa for another great breakaway run. Doherty with the uh, the assist again. You watch this when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, is it going to go in?" And it just seems to bobble. I couldn't tell it was when you watch the replay. I couldn't tell it was actually an own goal at first because of how it struck and with the tackle you know, but it's Costas and he finally gets his Premier League goal Adam and you must well, I mean, have been as happy as a, a schoolgirl I oh, was right. <laughs> I was giddy yeah. I, well first before I talk about the goal itself it's great just our
4: general play because at that point I think we mentioned earlier we're a 2-1 we weren't just sitting back and thinking well we'll hold on Ooh. to the 2-1 There, so Costas already making that when you watch back he's making the run he's looking to get played in and we're looking to just kill, kill off the game and um I was delighted. <laughs> <laughs> I was, but I was, I was on, I was on. To get there as well, you know. Yeah, so you come he across didn't yeah. Came onside and then he curved. It, it just in runs it. so it, well. It, it, mm. And it was a great finish. Um, again, probably wasn't a cleanly struck, but it didn't, It's one of those where, it just even not hitting the ball right has helped. It got it. It got it into the position of goal where it's ended up going in. But um, I was on my chair. I was on. I was on my chair. Just like. Just screaming, hell <laughs> over and over again. You know when like some players celebrate and they look up to the point up to the sky and look up like that. That's what I did. I, just <laughs> looked, up. I looked up. I felt like his dad. Like doing he's, oh, a my Mike, boys. doing the Mikey Burrows. <laughs> <laughs> repeating. <laughs> my boy scored. I well, for many, um, I'm proud of your son <laughs> for reasons which are on the public record on this here podcast. I've always, I've always backed him, and, and he's, he's obviously come
3: to a lot of criticism recently. There and was a second, so where I thought you might have given it away when it came back oh, onto his left foot and he was yeah. about to hit it. I fought the defender. He uh, got yeah, about yeah. to but get back in. in because I expected that to happen a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Running through one-on-one. Yeah, we I, we didn't we didn't I didn't have faith in Yeah,
4: I did. he ran up to you. It's you, gully. <laughs> <laughs> but he was. It, was, again, it was one of them where the ball hit the ball and like again, again because of the angle of my seat, I guess, I wasn't quite sure straight away if it had gone in yeah. or not. Um, but I was I was so made up for him because obviously a lot of people have been criticising recently. He's the only one that they were can't call them Wingers now, uh, attacker forwards <laughs> that hadn't scored. Um alright, got a few assists recently and brilliant, but he, he was obviously pining for a goal. Mm. And yeah, you know, he is, as I said before, he's a confidence player. He's clearly had been lacking some of that confidence recently, hence some of the things just weren't coming off for him. So for him to get a goal like on such a big stage as well, and such a big setting, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping this does his confidence like a world of a world of good now. And we'll push on, and we'll see more of the coster that we've known from the last mm, two yeah. seasons. Because who who wouldn't want the coster of 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 two years ago back playing on our team now? Um, he's, he's Nuno obviously sees something in him all the time because he's he's al- he's started a lot of games. He's normally what he, well n- normally one of the first go to subs for Nuno. So Nuno sees something in training every day to think, yeah, you know, I'm gonna always involve you, I'm always gonna play you because I know what you can do it just requires something probably like yesterday to give him that extra conference boost so yeah i can I, i've scored now i've got a premier league goal i can i can do mm-hmm. it now here on here from here on in
3: i think it's worth remembering though that for so many of these players what was the stat at the start of the season ryan bennett had done 97 out of 98 premier league appearances yeah. of the whole squad all oh, right okay. put together <laughs> i think Doherty made one yeah, yeah. and the rest yeah, of them, none of them have played at this level before so, you've got to cut them some slack, and eventually it's all coming together. Jota, you know, after being written yeah. off yeah. 15, 16 games in, scores a goal, scores a winner, gets the confidence. Cavalero's had some good performances. Trolley, you know, redeemed himself a little bit yesterday, and now Costa's doing it. So, you know, take it easy on these kids, because they're young mm. players as well. So... They'll they'll get there eventually. Yeah. Jamie Vardy wasn't a hit instant hit at like, this level, yeah. so and that's
4: what baffles me when you say like you know killing some slack. That's what baffles me. When, like the, the guy sits in front of me, uh, who who who? What player? can <laughs> get motivated by being called like a useless fucking arsehole every time they <laughs> even draws breath. Does this guy
3: listen? I really hope he listens. I
4: hope he does. Yeah. What, I need, <laughs> well, actually, what I need to do is I need to think up a witty retort for Wednesday. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. when he comes to <laughs> take his seat. Right now I'm just going to scream Costa in his face. <laughs> yeah. I, need some, I need is, some that, more is that witty? This <laughs> is yeah, what i say. I need to be a bit more witty yeah, than doing that. Is that
1: a Costa t-shirt? <laughs> yeah. <'Cause that's> <laughs> I've I've so with so you and him just photoshopped together. Send so your suggestions oh, yeah, in. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I'm going to get Costa photo and I'm just going to attach it to his seat. So when he, he put it down, he's going to go, oh.
1: <laughs> I think for me, it's two things with Costa's goal. Is A, he seemed to have learned from his mistake against Bournemouth where he had a really similar opportunity and he fluffed his lines. And this time, you know, he took that extra touch and put it onto his stronger left foot. And say, it didn't need to be the cleanest of strikes because he's got enough ability to scuff it in. The other one was... It was a great assist by Doherty, but the work Neves did to get the ball out wide to Mm -hmm. him because he wasn't facing in the same direction, but he did that... Yeah, he did that like the Neves turn with like the outside of his foot and just all of a sudden just opened up the pitch for Doherty and, you know... Five touches later, it's 3-1. Um. Sorry. It's yeah,
0: no, no. No, no, I was just going to say, I mean, what Gully referred to there we've we've Jota, hopefully Costa will have the Jota effect in terms of getting a goal and, and picking up form. Um, and these players are going to be in and out, but as, as Price was talking about Costa there, I was thinking, you know, we're recording this just prior to the Liverpool Cup game, and then I think of his performance, you know, in the Cup against Liverpool at Anfield. And it's those type of performances which we know we're in him, you know. This guy didn't have a horrendous injury. He's, he's had a few knocks, but we know there's that player there and he showed glimpses of it. Um so I was I was I was delighted for him and they are gonna have peaks and troughs but ultimately you know, as I say, it can be a little bit of naivety in terms of having that, that experience. The game can be switched, but Costa's always had that in his locker. We've seen that before, we've seen that in him. And um it was just connecting getting that goal and hopefully he can go on a on a you know a similar run to Jota mm-hmm. and actually talking about Jota that makes that performance of <laughs> the weekend even better because Jota has been fantastic and such an outlist for us um that we didn't miss him you know mm-hmm. Jota would have started in that side really if he would have been fit mm-hmm. let's be honest and we did it without him and what a wonderful into selection thing, headache you know? yeah really isn't yeah, that yeah, amazing yeah, yeah, arena yeah. again now
2: Uh, Right, we're going to do a bit more Spurs chat. We've also got January transfer window and we're going to talk a bit bit about Palace after this. Welcome back to the show. Gentlemen, I want to kind of recap and summarise on Spurs. Uh, individual performances, anyone noted. Oh, we need we we mentioned him briefly, but the man Dendonka started. He actually started the game. What a jammy git to make your full debut at Wembley. What a <laughs> jammy git. But what do we all think of... Uh, Dendonka's performance because he did have that knock about four minutes in when he clashed mm, knees it looked, we looked yeah, really yeah. bad who was it he, he clashed the knees with. Co- yeah. he that just was walked a off in, didn't he he was by. Like, yeah you know,
1: <laughs> how did I give the free kick to Spurs oh that was yeah. bizarre <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: I, don't, yeah. I don't understand yeah. that
3: yeah. Atwell that's all you can yeah. say so what,
2: what did we think of Dendonka's performance in the game I think you didn't really notice
3: a drop off in any any kind of level he wasn't you know given the big switches that you might see from Sace or Moutinho but it was nice to have someone in there that you felt was just going to compete in every kind of aspect mm. of the game. I think it was deliberate with Sissoko being in mm. there. And he had quite an influence on the mm. game at, um, at Molyneux. We needed a bit more of a brute in there to kind of compete with him. And then Dog, he's he's a lot
2: more mobile than people yeah. would yeah. think. I think as he well. Get yeah, with pitch, yeah. He's, a, he's a big lad. He's is he? a big lad. Yeah. yeah, I like him. Good player. Yeah, yeah. He was good, good. Worth the, worth the money.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like, I like to see a bit more of him. He looked a little bit not I was gonna say unfit. He didn't look fully match fit, but you're gonna expect that Expected. from someone who yeah, who hasn't played a you know, a league game in what, six months, um, you know, or started one. But I think it showed that it's potentially just another string to that midfield bow that, you know, he's mat- a different type of yeah, player, isn't You know, and he's been yeah. one that a few of us, including myself, have said that we've needed particularly against mm. a bit more of a physical Midfield, whether they're going to be quicker or stronger, you know, we're just going to be outnumbered. We do need to have someone who's going to be able to stand the ground. But uh, you know, saying that, Neves put in a hell of a shift in a much more of a defensive midfield mm. role yesterday. But uh, again, that's back to our competing for places. But, you know, I think with... I don't know whether Dendon- Dendonka will start on Wednesday, but I think it's probably safe to assume he'll start against Liverpool in the Cup. But, you know, hopefully... Uh, we gotta trust Nuno on sort of why he's not played in much of the first six months. Whether it is a fitness one or adjustment to the style of play, but hopefully second half of the season we can sort of bring him through because, you know, from what we've seen of him do at Wolves and previously, Vedder seem to be a pretty good player there who can drop into a few different mm. positions.
2: Anybody else for not just uncle, but anybody else in particular that people were impressed with, not so impressed with. I think
0: thetine's got to get a yeah. huge show. I know he came on as a substitution, but um the way he influenced that game and as 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 we spoke about and i, I don 't know if I spoke about it 's just pride to coming on the pod, so i 'll just relay it here and I know Price briefly touched on it when we think of recent Premier League history of wars, and we we 've gone to like the bigger size you know we 've looked at we 'll get a point and we 'll play to corners and we 'll consolidate, and we 'll keep what we 've got you know. But we've now got the players with the freedom and the confidence and the ability. You know, players like who uh, will go, no, this is the game for the taking. We're not going to get a point here. We're going to move this on. You know, his, deli- his delivery for the, um, I think uh, he was involved in the first two goals, wasn't he, I think, in, in some form. The one for the cross for, obviously, yeah, Bolly, and out then out wide to, at, Kavale, at right? Right to Cav. Yeah, yeah. Um you know, following on from a very good, strong second half performance against Fulham, you know, you look at the number of gains and congestion, so it wasn't a surprise in that sense. We were chatting about it in not being featured, but hopefully he starts again on on uh, on Wednesday because he he was a delight to watch at times yesterday. I
4: thought, i, I Neves improved as well. Yeah. I say, yeah. we saw a bit more of a raised performance from him, but I would have to second Matinho as well for sure. It's like when he come on, he just said right. I, Put his arm around like Neves and said, "I'll take it from here." That's, that's just, that just <laughs> yeah, seemed, to be what, seemed to be how, it, how, it, how it went because he 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 just literally pulled the strings for the entire second half and he's he's obviously an ultimate big game player just because of his experience and what he's done in the game. So what, a, as as Hoops was saying, what a, what a player just to bring on yeah. instead of bringing on someone just saying just just short like a, a, another battler or yeah. like a dog yeah, of could war have in the field. On Sace, just, he? Yeah, yeah. just to say just 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 to keep put play for fouls or just disrupt just the game. Like, no, no, we can throw Martinho, who guy yeah. who will change the game for yeah, us. Yeah. He will dictate how it goes. Yeah. So, uh, I, I did, I w- like I would say, I would say never I, there was improved performance from him, but for me, I mean, just the standout yeah. guy for us was, was Martinho from when he'd come on. He just, just changed it. Just changed it all in our favour. It was it was going our way anyway, balance of play, but him just took the balance yeah, right yeah. In, right to us.
1: Yeah. Um, I was going to say, it was almost like Nuno and Martinho watched the game for sixty minutes and sort of saw where Spurs were looking a bit weak and just kind of gone, you know what, we know Any someone like Martinio, with all that experience and quality, actually, instead of like seeing the game how you've seen it for your entire life and wanting to go out and win the game, just drop ten yards back and just cut just step just be on front of Cody for the rest of the game and we'll see this game out. It's not it's not gonna happen, is it? You know, the we're, we're quite blessed at Wolves that we've got some pretty intelligent players. I think Nuno uh, probably gives them instructions. He's, yeah. He uh, sees you know, he's yeah. the game for himself. What I
3: liked was, against Fulham, you saw straight after half-time, we moved the ball so much quicker. And it was quite visible. What I noticed yesterday was after 1-1 and after Matinho was on the pitch it seemed like we almost slowed the game down a little mm. bit and took an extra touch on the ball mm. it's not like we were anxious to get the ball into the strikers and leave them isolated to lose the ball up top mm. there, was a bit, there was an extra pass in there an extra touch and then suddenly the space just opens up for you because Spurs were a bit ragged
1: yeah so that's got to be down to sort of the confidence and also the game management that yeah. they know the game you know it, it was almost like they could sense Spurs bottling it um as soon as like the first goal went in. You're not
3: allowed to say that about them anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like, you know, they, they they it was like they sensed a weakness and thought, you know what? We're not gonna we're not afraid of this. We're gonna embrace it. Let's not rush it, because if we rush it we're gonna give the ball away and Spurs will probably go up with your friend and score. Let's take that extra touch, be confident in our ability and be confident in everyone else and you know, before you know it it was two one and you know, at that point Spurs were really having to work out what they needed to do, and you know, as I, as I said before, just our unrelenting belief that we can win. It, it, it's shade sh- for
4: him and as well, and then a shade sh- take just for our back three. Yeah, from what we a said earlier, from, from just That'd from, from just here because that just limited Tottenham to that two chances all game.
2: Uh, so champagne ran the match, gentlemen. Champagne and caviar. Who are you going to give your bottle of prosecco and your your tub of caviar from Waitrose for? Adam, who are you going to go for?
4: I think that was something good for Matinho, but because he didn't come on to late in the game, I'll say it was all-round contribution, I'll go for Jimenez, for how for how, for, for, for his goal and for just how well he worked on the back line all game long.
2: Jimenez spelled with an E in the middle. Jimenez, or yeah. Jimenez. Yeah. Jimenez, <laughs> Gully,
4: Jimenez, Jimenez. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Gully. what are you going for, for man match for you? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I really don't know. Probably leaning towards Bolly. I think, just because... Oh, God. He just seems to improve with every single game and he yeah. gets like he's even more relaxed on the ball again. Yeah. When he's got <laughs> yeah. you know, had like David Nugent running at him last year, and now he's got Harry Kane. He's still just oh, yeah, I'll just yeah, get <laughs> <teared> on this and <laughs> yeah, yeah. play. Yeah, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Honest.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, one for Jimenez, one for Bole Rich, uh, I'll go Jimenez, Jimenez as well. Yes. Right, I'll even it up, but not just for the sake of it. I think Bole
1: yeah. I thought He I was,
0: was just. Colossal, and it's just the sheer confidence that
2: he
3: has, you know. He's, um, he's up levels well, from last year, hasn't he? Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. has. And it took him it, too. took him. it yeah, took him. Yeah. 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 It took him about two or three yeah.
2: games to the start of the season to yeah. get used to the level again. But now he's like Gully says, it's just like whatever. It's just casual now, yeah. isn't it? Really? What do you um, think, Dan? Uh, I'm bolly just sheerly for the dance on Cavs Instagram yeah. story <laughs> <surely laughs> afterwards. Kind Connor Cody just totally <laughs> oblivious <laughs> to yeah. that whole situation. Oh, uh, even talked about how surgery. Hurricane Dive. Yeah because uh, much today, day uh, Shearer said it was a dive, but um, Murphy said it was said a die, oh, yeah. It's like
1: bit of his heel caught him.
3: Oh, come on, man! <laughs> Just he was on his way down yeah. before he even took it past him. <laughs> Murphy's, Murphy's
4: in danger there, affecting his integrity by saying that was that, yeah. that was not a dive. It's because Kim Woods didn't do
0: much
2: when he came <laughs> on, so he has to. And, and then you Kane know,
0: oh. kind of just did that, that annoying thing of covering oh, his legs. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, ref. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: Before we finish on this game, Adam, because you were, you actually went to a Wembley Stadium that mm. day. How did it feel going as a league game? We've kind of talked about this poor recording, but did it feel like a big occasion? Did it just feel like a standard league game, despite it being at Wembley?
4: No, it, it did. I think the fans made it feel like a special occasion. So as I was saying before, you know, you, you get... When, it, when, it re- when we realised we were going to be playing at Wembley, a lot of fans are suddenly saying, well, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go, because it's got to be a cup final, I'm not going to go to Wembley. Okay, well, okay, you stick to that if you want to. Yeah. Everyone else, we're, we're going to go, and we're going to have a lovely time. And yeah, there was obviously more. there's lots more selfies and videos out in force and being taken, and you'd have to expect that, because mm. it is our home of football that we're playing at. It, it, most people never saw... Wolves play at Wembley or let alone been to watch them live so there was an element of occasion about it and that's why we're talking about it in these special terms because to go there and play that sort of team everyone thought everyone was just bought really bought into the big occasion of it all obviously it wasn't when you're inside there and like you see the whole the whole top tier shut off because obviously to Spurs playing Wolves at home between Christmas and New Year probably not that big of a draw so that, you know, it's a bit of a shame that you're not seeing it in its full glory. You're not having like a full packed house at Wembley. Mm. It was, I, I can't remember what the attendance was. It was about forty five, fifty <sighs> thousand like that. Jeez. So, you know, you seeing it at like what's that? Two thirds full, maybe? Just just over half full it's like
3: pre-season friendly. Yeah. Kind of, you know, yeah. Of so, like, I mean, all
4: the atmosphere from our point of view was excellent because obviously all, all the three and a bit thousand of uh, fans were making all the noise. But from, from the Spurs side, it, it was obviously a bit, all you could a bit hear. Trap. Was Wolves fan? Yeah, yeah. No, honestly.
2: Yeah. Mm. Until Spurs scored and that it was first bizarre. goal, yeah.
3: like even the Stuart Atwell he's one of your own. Like, <laughs> I thought <for> a second, <laughs> is he a Spurs player? No, <laughs> oh, he can't be. It can't be them.
4: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I haven't been to Wembley for about ten years. And I'm sure it was the last time I went was uh, around '07, and um, so it, the the, you know, the area has changed a bit since. I all the new build stuff going up, but I mean, yeah, essentially, it's still it's the grand grand stadium all the Wolves fans have bought into it and there was an element of occasion with it and with the result that came with it I think everyone's just putting it like as we said earlier in like the top five moments of the year for them or ever in some some people's some people's outlook yeah it's so it it was it was a great day well up to
2: seventh at time recording um, and 29 points oh oh it's it's so good it's It's so so good (laughs) 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll rest then when we get <laughs> forward. Oh, I can relax out. Right, let's talk about the January transfer window, gentlemen. It's only at time recording a couple of days away. Um how do you see it playing out for wolves in terms of personnel? Where do wolves need to recruit? Is the obvious one a striker, although there's probably debate amongst that. Um and is there anywhere else where wolves may need to reinforce or get a better option? Where do everybody think with a with the January sale?
1: I think the only place, potentially another striker, just for maybe a little bit more competition for that central berth in that front line, is maybe at wing-back. Just because there is no real cover for Doherty apart from Johnny. Yeah. And the only cover for Johnny is Vanagra who I don't think ev- anyone really fully trusts to put in five strong consistent games yet I think he's got a great future personally if we could get someone to either play left wing back or right wing back just to cover us for the next six months I think that's the only real part it we need I mean now Donkers in the team you've got Sace in the team as well the defence is fairly covered in terms of those guys you've still got Courtney Hawes kicking about as well um yeah, you know, we've we've almost got uh, the right amount of players, unless like you try and go and overhaul <coughs> everyone. I don't. And I think well, that's it. it. I you know think I, mean? I think it
0: depends how far you want to go because you can be content and say, well, actually, this side will be a top ten Premiership side. However, if you take a little bit of sentiment out of it and want to push on to that next level, seventh, sixth place, then whilst. Ryan Bennett's doing very well at the moment you've got to look to upgrade in in my opinion if you are to take it to the next level you know you look at Douglas last year where he brought Johnny in you look at many players who have done fantastic jobs and it's no disrespect to them but you've got to push on so I would say another striker to compete with Jimenez another um, centre half and another win back to fight for those two positions um, if you want to take it to the next level I think Who they are. I don't
4: know. Yeah, <laughs> don't know, You know. I think it's important to know this is like the January window, and by its very nature, you see less. Yeah. You yeah. see less activity, so I don't think you're going to see any major surgery done to our team at all. I mean, you, you may make it caught by one by surprise. We could suddenly just say, say, "John is permanent now," and he could. We could have him. Yeah. Who uh, yeah. Same. We could just say right. Could we did the same with Cost? Didn't we? Yeah. Six months into his loan, we just went with 13 mil. We've got him now. So we could see one of those potentially made permanent if if they so want to remain. Um, that's not a Brexit term or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, remain safe. <laughs> <laughs> so like I don't think, I don't think you might see like one one deal come in and um, where that would be I'm, I'm, I don't know. You, you, the obvious place you look to is up is up front because I dare s- I dare say even if like him and their gets injured and can't compete anymore he he'll still bring on like cavallero rather than bonatini. Yeah, yeah. Bonatini's just yeah. not going to get a game cuz just which is bat- why the question why we even signed him but he's just not going to play. I mean, he might play against Liverpool in the stiffs in the in the cup maybe but in the league game he's I mean how many times has he come on in the league game this year bonatini? Mm-hmm. Zero maybe. I don't know. I can't remember remember Can he's come on he, in the league game carrying at
3: spurs and sort of um, so it's
4: down. it's right ra- you know, ra- he it he's no it's really no terms yeah. to him. He's
1: <laughs> not like you know with Gibbs White, let's say, if he's on the bench, he's most likely going to come on on the 60th minute. Like, yeah, it rarely, really turns, turns to Really, it's more yeah. of an attacking influence, <laughs> yeah. which, with all due respect, doesn't look great.
0: I mean, the thing is, we're not going to see a Fulham-style recruitment, are we, in this window? No, not no, for, not for know, the winter we don't window. Need no. to, do we? No, no. No. Like I say, you <laughs> might get,
4: you might get. That's what, that's why I see. And you look historically back through the winter window. Is there's, by and large, there's less transactions going on in the summer window. So I think we might do one, maybe make a loan permanent. And if you ask me where that one might be, it could be it could be a striker, but then th- but I would look to get say someone in a wing back to cover uh, dota,
2: but does it need to be a striker that fits the mold of Jimenez because of the system, or does it need to be a different striker to then give wolves a different option?
3: I um, think they're all different really, yeah, yeah. but we know how we play, we know what we're looking to achieve. There's always going to, they've probably got a short list of three or four players, whether they're achievable or not. They've got they 4,000 4, well, CVs, yeah, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. The, but they, they will probably be planning six to 12 months ahead Yeah, in, in terms of their recruitment yeah. um, based on a number of different scenarios. If we're in Europe, if we're <laughs> top 10, you know, yeah, yeah. There's, there's always going to be a plan B, C, D, whatever. I just think, January signings have the potential to make or break seasons mm. in a way dependent on the harmony of the squad what kind of play you bring in and I'd honestly say just stick with what we've got for the, the rest of the year it's good enough to take us mm. as high as 7th yeah. we've seen that you know what's the point in disrupting um, that kind of harmony we might get an injury you know that's just a fact of
2: life yeah. but so is it more about squad depth if we were to bring anyone in? Because like you're saying so basically sure. like you don't need to bring anyone yeah. in. Be happy if we don't. But if we were, it might be
3: squad depth. I'd argue with the squad depth conversation that you're potentially stopping players who get in a whole half season of Premier League football can improve exponentially. Mm. You know, Without that game time, you're just writing them off straight away. You can, re- yeah. you, can you know sit down in the summer and reassess. Oh, everyone's dispensable. We know that if you want to be mm. where folks yeah, wants yeah. to take us, mm. but you d- you still have no clue how good some of these players can be with with another you know season under their belts. So give them every chance. I I don't see why. There's n- there's nothing to suggest we need to bring in anyone. Yeah, Maybe a loan with a view to a permanent yeah, or something. I th- but I, I'd, yeah. I'd be.
1: Sub- I think. Kind of if you both? kind of um, fully touched upon it that I think probably the likely scenario is that either Johnny and Jimenez and or will sign permanently and we'll then get a lone player in on top of that, just to almost, well, if it works out, great, and, you know, we'll sign permanently. If it doesn't, they'll go back to wherever they came from. I think that seems to be a good tactic that's worked for them to almost... A bit of a try before you buy on a lot of players. You almost um, went Brexit there as well. Yeah, I, I'm, tra- I'm trying re- <laughs> we are trying really hard right now. Um, I think probably the more interesting debate maybe is like who's likely to go. Because, you know, we've still got players like Iortha kicking about. Rafa yeah. on his way back as well, uh, right? we, don't, we don't need a striker, <laughs> forget it. We Yeah. Can- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know... L- like a new signing. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine Nudo Job <laughs> pitch that one in the press, I can't. Yeah. But it's true,
2: though. We could have some people go out alone. E-Banks Landell, again, is is yeah. he- still kicking about as well. Would people like Hawes maybe get loan time yeah. as well? Be interested.
0: I think I think Hawes, I all I think they should find a Championship Club, shouldn't they, yeah. really? There's no real way, you know, I wouldn't have There's thought... There's no future so. for
2: me, is there? No, nah. 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 not at all. Okay. How weird, though, for two promising players... Only maybe three, four years
3: ago. I, that, I mean, Iofa was registered as a Premier League player, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The it's squad all chair. to do with yeah. probably English quotas yeah. and yeah. All that yeah, sort of yeah.
1: stuff. But Now we've got Max Kilman. Oh,
3: <laughs> well, that's then... the thing, Iofa was registered and Kilman still ended up on the bench. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, just bizarre thinking, actually. But... I love
2: that name still, yeah. Max Kilman. We're going to get a lot of fun out of it. Yeah. We're going to get a lot out of it. Um, I think with January, though, it's one of those things where there's there's so much expectations there with... Um, with the money we have now, but January is the same every year. It's a very difficult window to buy anybody in, and people mm. like Gully was coming to on. You've got to really temper your expectations a bit. Unless there's something
3: that's you know sitting there too good to refuse. Yeah, which is very unlikely in January because everyone is in that relegation dogfight, and they're yeah. the ones that are going to be spending big money, and you drive the prices up or whatever.
4: You make a good point. Like the, the, whoever comes in coming at the halfway point. We've all, we've got our squad harmony. Yeah. We've got the way we play. They've all got they've got to fit into all that and hit the ground running. If you sign in the summer, at least you've got your pre-season. You've got, got your to bed weeks to bed in. in. Yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get them in January 1st fir- or wherever, whatever point in January. You've got to just hit, hit the ground. You've got to go straight in, start yeah. playing straight away. And it's
3: usually players who haven't been playing much for the first half of the season either. So there's no mm. match fitness
4: or anything. So I'd, I'd just say that I'd, uh, hopefully people's expectations aren't too lofty. I know they're naturally going to be because... We're getting Dzeko
2: in on loan We're we're getting
3: (laughs) transfer embargoed for FFP (laughs) Are we hearing Tuliski yet?
2: (laughs) He's on the plane What's the the Andre Silver watch so far Adam? Where's he on the scale? His goals have dried up I think
4: I've got Costa to to fawn over (laughs) (laughs) there instead
2: So let's do a little prediction of now And we'll try and review it if we can remember At the end of January How many players will come in and leave So it can be on loan or bought uh, for the January transfer window,
4: total Wolves player transactions.
1: Yes, so you can d- you the can see s- under twenty-three, the, the standard the academy side. Yeah, we've got yeah. Well, that's the standard. We always have the ones. <laughs> there's the one that's already standard happened.
2: happened. Jordan Graham's Yeah.
3: gone yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah true. Oxford.
1: Yeah. Was on, was and now announced on Christmas
3: Day? day. Like yeah. it was <laughs> present. <Yeah. laughs>
2: so in and outs. What does everybody think? A, a little prediction for January for Wolves. Uh, two signings
0: in and maybe four out, couple permanent couple loan out
2: 2 and 4 rich i'll go 2 and 3 2 and 3 i having a deep think here i am um i'm going i'm going
3: to go for 3 one in two out yeah one in
2: two out with about 6 under 23 <laughs> 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 yeah. okay let's talk about the game at on wednesday it, again this is what i love about christmas you just forget the days of the week Absolutely love it. So Wednesday, Wolves got their first game of 2019 against Crystal Palace at home. Uh, As time recording, Palace are playing Chelsea at home, although they've got a great win against uh, Man City over the Christmas period. Um, There's this one thing that goes about, which I know Ben and our group has tried to dispel so much, is that Wolves don't do well. Against teams down the bottom, I think we've already know now against recent results that not that's not the case. Maybe teams in the relegation zone this season we've done absolutely terrible in because you could argue the game wins Fulham, we weren't at the uh, we weren't at the races. Uh, but this is a game again if Wolves want to try and push for a top ten finish this season, these are the kind of games at home you should be winning.
3: Mm. I think y- you're getting into the period where obviously everyone's played each other once already, um, so you all know a little bit about each other. So it's basically stop Wilf Sahar. Townsend's had his one allocation of a super goal. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's done
1: for next year. Yeah. We're going to be um, alright. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Cardiff, you know, I'm just a quick look at the league table. They are top of the bottom. They're on 19 points. They're five points above the relegation zone. But Brighton in 13th are six points ahead of them. I know uh, Palace are playing today against Chelsea and you know that might change but you know they're they're clearly like the top of the shit and you're right it's a game where on paper we're at home we've had a good win we're in decent form at the moment we should be putting these to bed I like that top of the shit (laughs) (laughs) you're the polished turd of the (laughs) the league table you know the, the fact that I don't think they'll get relegated this season. I think there's definitely three worse teams than them in this league. You know they've clearly got some squad issues they need to sort out. Into, especially if that, you know, their number nine, like, you know, they kill for someone like Jimenez because you know they've just got players like um, Benteke who just doesn't seem to want to score any more goals. I think they're signing Dominic Solanke apparently. Yeah, that's the no, reason. I'll be a proven goal scorer. Yeah. Rich, have it? you taken
4: on the gully preview for this?
1: Apparently, you know, I have just ad- quietly <laughs> just <laughs> taken <laughs> it off. It's it. not right. It's, <laughs> Christmas. it's <laughs> Christmas. It's not right. Yeah, yeah. It's time to give. I was going
2: to say it's my present from Gribly Um, I was. Thing about this game was the last time we played Palace at home, um, the sole back in season when yes. it was the emergence of Sahar when he scored Sahar those, destroyed us. Yeah. And he scored. I think it's. So I, I think it might have been the winner. He scored like a goal from it's thirty the yards out, and it was fantastic. Yes. Yeah. And it was that weird game where we were one 0 up. Then Doyle hit the crossbar, which would have killed off the game. If we'd won that game, we would have gone top, I think. And then from that moment, we just went down. In court, Stuck in your man. mind. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It just, it just shows, though, it's what
4: strange old games can be sometimes when you see, when you see Palace go to Man City and win 3-2. T- not just like a, what, a scruffy one niler They've gone and scored three goals there. Yeah. So you kind of make you think... but oh, well, that's the what, Christmas period, though, isn't it? We'll you make... do get those
2: random results. I bet you neutrals might look at the Spurs-Wolves result and go, well, it's Christmas. You're going to get those results. If, yeah. you know, people who don't Maybe. see Wolves every week may look at that like they did with the Palace game against City not to
4: just I, I yeah s- yeah I still th- I think that we've got enough to beat him. Um but it's Roy <laughs> it's Roy the boy isn't he he's going d- to make it difficult <laughs> he's going to he? yeah. make it difficult it's going to be two banks of four because yeah. that's what, we what, yeah, well, what you saw, saw what against what?
3: Fulham what happens when teams like to sit back and, and just defend against especially the second half we can't break them down easily mm. we do find it difficult you find you know, Martino in the left back position, and you know <laughs> the other central midfielder at <laughs> right back, and there's just no kind of cohesion between the midfield and the attack. And Hodgson is good with this level of club, not You know, he's never going to be a top level manager, but mm. he knows what he's doing, and he's not going to be as naive as he was against
2: us at home. Dare I say, just thinking of it now, off the top of my head, is it the first time that Roy Hodgson has managed to team at Molyneux since that day? Since, since the five one. Since the five one. Arguably. I think it might be. Someone obviously. Kenny proved wrong.
3: was the Liverpool manager when they beat us. Yeah. I think he's already gone. Yeah. Yeah. Three so, one or something.
2: Just came to my head. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice I little stat there. I will <laughs> say with
1: Palace, apart from you know, off the Chelsea game, they are actually unbeaten in three so far. They've won two and drawn one. Little stat for you?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'm still really, i I'm we'll, r- f-
2: we'll see what the result is today <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. Gonna say, yeah.
1: It's, it's only gonna be for a beaten in four they've lost like one in their last four, but.
2: Uh, team selection was then gentlemen we you know goodly touched on about the the headache selection now you would expect more changes again because it's so many games in so many days. Do you see perhaps Sace and Mattina will come back in for starts? Um, will you see a change up at the top, for example, will Costa start this time, will Troy go down to the bench? How would you set up to compete with what is still a fast-paced side at times? I
0: think I'd only, I, I think we've, <coughs> we've made the changes, and I think we can make changes within the game, but I think for me, I'd probably be surprised to see Didonka get another start, taking into account... his his lack of games this year and that we've got the cup game on the horizon as well where he'll probably get 90 minutes in that game so I think Moutinho would probably come in and start the game at his expense Um, Traore depending on his injury because he obviously came off in the week I think may get another start so Yes, he may. I mean, I can't pre-guess him because you know he's made some decisions which I hadn't seen coming. Any mail to the squad, but I think he's probably done enough tweaking. You know? I think maybe just Matuidi might be wrong.
3: I'm not sure no. this is a game for Troy. All right, to be honest, no. Mm. If if they're gonna sit deep mm. again, it's you need someone a little bit cuter. Um, mm. And having Costa back in wouldn't wouldn't I wouldn't argue with that. To be honest, yeah. yeah, and if Jota's back fit, maybe there's an argument for Jota to come back in as well because they, they keep saying he might be back in every week and he's mm. uh, missed the last couple. But other than that, you want your, your players who are going to move the ball as quick as possible. And um never is so I'd have them as a central midfield pair, indefinitely.
2: Anybody else for team selection wise before we wrap up, Palace? Because we no, all want to get back to Christmas, don't we? Let's be honest. Let's all get so back just to Christmas. the guys i just
4: said. I'd, I'd, I'd obviously have Costa in. And then then um, Doncic, uh, yeah, I think he'll be saved now for the cup game. So, like, Moutinho will come back in. I was kind of leaning towards saves, but I think, you know, given how well he pulled the strings um, against Spurs, you'll probably see that that centre-midfield pairing come back again.
2: Lovely. Is it, really? Rich? Your final thought on Palace? <coughs>
1: yeah, I. Um, my two cents. <laughs> my two cents. I, similarly, I think um, we'll try and be fit because didn't he come off with a bit of a. Oh yeah, uh, that uh, is true. Yeah, hamstring tweak. Um, I think it'd be good if they could bring Jot back in. Mm. Um, potentially, I might start Gibbs White and try and do the slightly narrower version um, and have sort of Cav and Jimenez up front and. Gibbs what behind, and I'd probably have Moutinho and Neves in midfield.
2: Uh, predictions then for Wolves Palace, 2nd of January, first game of 2019. Will Nuno start 2019? Um, I was going to say as he started 2018, but I don't think we actually started 2018 this year quite well, did we? It <laughs> was that a little bad patch for Nuno. So will he start 2019 well? Adam, what's your prediction for Wolves Palace? 1-0 uh, win. 1-0 win. Goal? Cool. I'm going to go 2 nil. 2 0. 2 0. 2 0 as well. 2 0. 2 1 win. 2 1 win. Uh, I will also say 2 1 all round winners look at that it's really good and before we finish off the podcast just to mention for our sponsors Pixel Yeti Media if you're looking for a web designer or your business needs a new logo or a bit of marketing go, go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com they don't just do web design they're a creative agency that cover all your design needs from websites brochures and signage to marketing logo go design and branding so go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com and that's it gentlemen that's our last podcast of the season once again this time is our last podcast of the year uh, for 2018 um, it's been a really good year hasn't it Let's be honest. It's been, honest. Right. It's been yeah. you know, a, a few highlights. Yeah, it's been all right. Yeah. Uh, so, just a big thank you to you for listening and uh, interacting with us on social media or just downloading the podcast at any time this year. We do really appreciate it. Uh, thanks to Pixel Yeti Media. And again, social media, just type in Wolves Fancast. You'll find us there for your lives and Trolls. And we'll be back in the new year, gentlemen. Um, one, if we can, as well. Yeah.
0: Just as, a, as a thank you again to our host today, uh, AFC Wolf Ruinians. So I just mentioned at the start of the pod. Uh, game on Saturday 5th, uh, 5th of Jan if you want to get down here um, concession rate for all season ticket holders and uh, a bit of Saturday afternoon football for you as well
2: Saturday afternoon magic yeah. see Sylvan. yeah, yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you very much for listening and for this po- this podcast and the last one of 2018 it's bye from Adam goodbye bye from Gully goodbye bye from Rich have a happy new year bye from Ryan bye and yeah happy new year <laughs> <laughs> bye have a good new year everyone